Welcome to Living For Him podcast, where in every episode, you are invited to experience the joy of a life in Christ. I'm your host, CJ Cousins, and in today's episode, it is my prayer that the primary emphasis and goal of the following message is that you hear and respond to the good news about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you for joining us. I invite you to listen with an open heart, subscribe for future episodes, and stay tuned for some next steps after this message. Enjoy. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Let's pray. Father in heaven, this morning we come again into your presence rejoicing with our kids, with our children, with our adventurers. Thanking you that you are using and equipping them, Father, to continue the kingdom movement that you have begun. Lord, we ask now that our hearts will be pricked, will be drawn to you, that we'll find rest in you. That whatever burdens we brought in here today will be lifted. That whatever assails our minds, that robs us of the peace that you have promised us, that it will be removed today in your presence. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, let everyone say, Amen and Amen. Amen. Students, you know, sometimes all of the schoolwork that you have and all the activities that surround your life can feel like a yoke. It can feel like a heavy burden. You know, many of you, you may work, you professionals, young adult professionals, you may uh, work and have a nine to five, you may have a bad boss. You may deal with challenging personalities on the job. You may be trying to get work-life balance. You're trying to prioritize your family, but you're feeling the tug of work. That can feel like a, like a yoke. If you're having difficulty in your marriage, family drama, that can feel like a yoke. Sometimes, you ready for this? Sometimes your religious experience can feel like a yoke that's weighing you down. And sometimes the private sin that we sometimes face 
and struggle to get out from under the grips of can feel like a yoke. A heavy burden that's weighing you down. And you say, look, can somebody just give me a break? Can I just get some rest? Is that too hard to ask? I believe today in Matthew 11, we will find the answer to that question. How do we find true rest in our lives? When our lives are beginning to feel like a heavy burden. I believe we find that answer. I believe we find that answer in Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30. Because Jesus has just gotten uh, through giving one of the most highest compliments that you can receive from Jesus. He just got through affirming the prophetic ministry of John the Baptist, saying that of all the people that were born of a woman, nobody was greater than John the Baptist. How would you like that compliment? And then he goes on to give one of the strongest rebukes and woes to cities in Galilee, where, including the city where he himself lived in Capernaum. And he, and, and he sounds really stern, really harsh, because the mighty works that he did there did not bring them to repentance. Oh, his grace was being poured out, all the mighty works that he did, but no one's heart was pricked to a place where they would surrender themselves over to Jesus and find rest. And then he turns his attention to the Father and he directs his conversation to the Father and he begins to thank the Father that those that were responding were as if little babes responding to the love of the Father. And then the conversation shifts in a most stunning way and Jesus begins to cry out to anybody that will listen. And he says in verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, if you can hear his voice, his penetrating voice, right? Speaking to your soul. Come to me, he says, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, what's that word? Rest. The same one who just got through rebuking these cities now says, in the fullness of his grace, you can hear the compassion coming out in his voice there. Come to me. Just come. And I will give you rest. Do you, do you hear the subtle message that Jesus is giving there? He says, come to me and I will give you rest. If you're listening carefully, you'll recognize that Jesus is saying that if you're searching for it anywhere else, you will not find it. You can search and try to escape through entertainment, through your devices even, hello, through social media, your job, a relationship, things that in themselves are not necessarily bad. And we'll search anywhere, anywhere, but the source of our rest. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. 
Because when Jesus says this, he's basically saying, true rest is found in Jesus alone. True rest is found in Jesus alone. Maybe you're like me, right? So even though I have the pastor title, I kind of am still a human being, right? Okay, so even before I became a pastor and even after I became a pastor, I've had one of those days where I've dealt with challenging personalities in my day. Have you ever dealt with a challenging personality? Yeah? Maybe negative people, co-workers? Have you ever been there? Okay, and then you now fight traffic to get home. And as you're fighting the traffic, long commute, you're tired. Right? You had extracurricular activities at school, and you had a long day, and you know you got homework waiting for you when you get home, and you're just, Mateo, you're just tired, right? Yeah. And when you, that's right, true. And then when you get home, you're so tired that all you want to do is decompress. Have you been there? You just want, just give me 30 minutes of just, just downtime. I love you, hi, hello, can I just hide away in the cave just for a little bit? And you get home, and because of how you're feeling emotionally, you start uh, wanting to do that emotional eating. Uh, hello? And you pass by the fridge, or you pass by the cupboard, and you grab something to eat, and even though uh, you know this probably is not the best to eat in certain amounts of quantity, you just start plowing through it because you want to feel better, don't you? You want to feel better. You want something to pick you up in that moment. And after a while, you know, maybe the first bite was good. But after about the 20th bite, or the 20th piece, or the 20th scoop, it begins to lose its, its, its utility, right? It begins to lose its, its original satisfaction, right? And after a while now, you're starting to feel guilty. No, I've, I've had a little bit too much of this thing. And so you put that down. You say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Let me, uh, let me see if I can find something. You know, maybe I've got basic cable or Hulu or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Uh, and let me just see if I can find something here. And then, you, and, and then you, five minutes and, and then ten minutes. Oh, there's nothing. There's really nothing of value on. Ah, Philippians 4, 8. Whatsoever things are. What was that verse again? Um, ah, there's just nothing on. 30 minutes have gone by flipping through all the channels even though it's basic cable and you still haven't decompressed. And so you say, okay, you know what, let me, uh, let me try YouTube. Let me go to YouTube, see if I can find something, documentary, I don't know. And you're just, ah, no, I don't know. Forget that. Let me just go on social media and you just start aimlessly scrolling. Have you been there? And, and let me just check on what's going on in the world, you know, news and, oh, that's negative. Oh, that's drama. Oh, oh. Let me see what's going on in my friend's life. What in the world? What? Did they have to put that out there, though? Like, really? I mean, I didn't need to know that. And, ah, and you still don't find that rest. Over an hour is gone. And what you were looking for, you didn't find. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. You see, Jesus is saying, come to me, because he's saying, you'll find it in a person. It's a person. It's a person. It just sounds like cliche. It's a person. 
you know, it's, it's not merely, hear, hear what I'm saying, it's not merely coming to a worship service. He says, come to me. Come to me. You don't have to wait to get to the amazing experience at Vienna on the weekend. Come to me, Jesus says. Come to me. Because he knows that we're weary. He knows that we're tired. You don't have to be someone that is in church. If you are not a religious person, you'll understand that after a while, life gets heavy. And you'll find, you'll seek for the rest somewhere. I love what Tom, uh, uh, Saint, uh, they call him Saint Augustine, but Augustine of Hippo, third century Christian theologian from northern Africa. And he says it this way, beautiful quote, famous quote from his book, St. Augustine's Confessions. He says it this way. He says that our, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. Did you catch that? Our hearts are restless until they find their rest in Jesus. So you're going to continue to search. You're going to continue to search. Maybe your job. You're going to continue to to look for it in other places until you get to a turning point, a breaking point. It could be a place where you fall flat on your face. You go through an issue. You have a breakup. You lose the job. You lose that which you are seeking for it from. Maybe some of us have experienced that or maybe even are going through it right now. And you go, wait a minute, if you're a follower of Jesus, wait a minute. I'm in a relationship with you, and I know that we're supposed to go through difficult times, but, but God, what's up? You might be ready to throw in the towel. And God says, thank you. Are you ready to come to me now? Because I haven't heard from you in a while. I mean, I know you come and you hang out with the rest of those that follow me, but, you know, we haven't been on a date night in a while. And I, I heard you pray to me the other day right before you ate that meal. Or maybe right before you dashed out to work. But, you know, you didn't let me get a word in. You, you talked. I didn't get to speak. Are you ready to come to me now? Come to me, Jesus says. Because when you do, you'll find rest. But then he says this in verse 29. Jesus says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, he says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What, Jesus? Wait a minute, you just talked about um, come to me all ye that are heavy laden and I'll give you rest, right? And the thing that's causing me to feel heavy laden and burdened is my yoke. So why do you now say, Jesus, take my yoke, Mira? I thought the yoke was the problem. Yes. <laughs> he says, I'm confused. That's what I thought too when I was studying this. Wait a minute, take my yoke? See, what he's saying is, is that family, the issue is not that you have a yoke. Oh, help me, Jesus. What Jesus is saying is you've got the wrong yoke. 
You need mine. Because what he's saying is, is that true rest is found in Jesus' light yoke. True rest is found in Jesus' light yoke. And so it begs the question then, what is a yoke? Right? We've got a picture of one on the screen. This was used for beasts of burden, even to this day. Oxen, cattle, cows, right? And what you do is this device is placed on the necks of two beasts or two oxen for our illustration purposes. And the two of them are to carry this thing on their necks, which is attached to a cart in order to pull a heavy load. And the idea is, is that if you're doing it by yourself, that would be pretty heavy, wouldn't it? But if you've got someone else paired along with you, and if there's not too much stuff in the cart, you should be able to pull this thing relatively easy. But what happens is, is that when you continue to add a heavier load and a heavier load, it becomes harder to carry. And Jesus says, look, all the stuff that you're dealing with in your life, right? So if you think about his audience at the time that were hearing this when he was preaching this, what was the yoke that they were dealing with at their time? Because we need to understand what's going on in the cultural context to apply it to ours. Well, they were dealing with the legalistic interpretation of the laws of Moses, the scriptures, right? Even the Ten Commandments. The Pharisaical, these spiritual leaders of the day had misinterpreted God's word to a place where it now felt like a heavy burden. Jesus said, rest on the Sabbath. Jesus says, uh, uh, you've worked six days, take this day, set it apart for me, it's date day with me, and rest, right? Because I have redeemed you, I brought you out of Egypt, right? But they added to that, they called it building a fence around the commandments, building a fence around the law. They said, we're going to add over 613 additional man-made rules into how to keep the seventh-day Sabbath. So much to the point that you never really knew if you were really keeping it. Because it now became a burden. It was a yoke. The taxation system that was going on there in the Roman Empire was also an oppressive, heavy yoke for the people of Jesus' time. There were several things that they were facing in the first century, and Jesus says, look, yes, that's the wrong yoke. You need my yoke. And so this now begs the question, what is Jesus' yoke? Jesus' yoke works like this. Jesus says, my yoke is when you follow my ways that leads to a life of love and service. If you want to sum it up, Ellen White puts it this way in The Desire of Ages. She says it this way. She says that the, the yoke of Christ is the law of love and in the New Testament written on the heart through the Holy Spirit, lived out in a life of discipleship. You see, this is why Jesus says, learn of me. Are you hearing the invitation here? He said, because when you, when you come alongside me, I'll show you how to do this. You see, uh, he's inviting you into a relationship. It's a journey. And he, what, he, what he's saying is, is, learn from me. If you want to understand how the yoke that has been misinterpreted or misrepresented, if it's a heavy yoke, you're doing it wrong. Oh, hear that, family. If it's a heavy yoke, Jesus says you're doing it wrong, so what you need is to come with me. Get away with me. Become my follower, because when I reveal to you how this really works and you understand my character, that's why he says, 
I'm gentle. And I'm lowly in heart. That's to say that I am humble. When you come to understand my character of love, this no longer becomes a heavy yoke. It's a love relationship at this point. I get to do. I don't have to do. Learn from me, he says, balcony. It becomes a light load when you, you recognize that it's just the response of gratitude and love to Jesus. It's a life of discipleship. He says, follow me. Follow my ways. Follow my character. Let it be replicated in your life. Follow how I serve. Understand how I multiply disciples through relationships and, and meet people's needs based on gifts. He says, look, learn from me because if you do, my yoke, you'll discover, is light light. Sometimes we can hear things in the Bible and, and, and not get it quite right. We'll say, yes, it's a straight and narrow road. That's what Jesus said. It is straight and narrow. Because most people, you know why it's a straight and narrow road and broad is the way that leads to destruction? You know why? Because everybody on this broad road is looking for the rest and the peace everywhere outside of Jesus. And he says, but if you take the narrow road, that just means there's few people that actually trust me to show them how to do this right so that it's light. It doesn't mean it's a burdensome road. Are you hearing that? And by the way, what Jesus is saying is with the yoke is that when you take his yoke, it doesn't mean that you don't have difficulties. It doesn't mean that trials don't come. No, but it says, but if you do it with me, oh, hear this, family, watch this. If you see the yoke, it's made for two beasts of burden. Are you following that? It's made for one person and another person. So it, watch this. Jesus is saying, look, you know why it's light? Because when you're in a relationship with me and you come alongside me, see, I've got the yoke on too. And when you put the yoke on you, guess who does the heavy lifting? Hello. Jesus does the lifting. That's why it's light. But what we do is we say, hey, Jesus, you know, thank you for coming alongside me, but I, I got this. I, I got the commandments. I got it. I got it. So you can, you, you can let it go. I got, I, got, I got this load. I got the marriage issues. I got it. I got it. I'll figure it out myself. I got it. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I got the work issue. I got it. Thank you. Jesus says, no, 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 no. You're, you're missing it. No, wait, hold on. Slow down. Look, if you, if you just come with me, I'll show you how this thing works. And you'll begin, as, as it says in the Message Bible, it says... You'll learn the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced rhythms of grace. What does this result in family? Ah, oh, this results in a lightness. It results in a, a state of growing perpetual rest and peace. It's the word shalom. Sabbath is not merely something, by the way, when he says, come to me and I will give you rest, the word in the, in the original language in the Greek is actually, I will give you Sabbath. Yeah. Come to me. We're having a conversation here. I love it. Come to me and I will give you Sabbath. So what is, is Jesus saying the only time you're going to experience soul rest is on the seventh day Sabbath? One day a week is when you're going to experience this lightness? That, is that what Jesus is saying? No, Jesus is saying, watch this. Oh, don't miss this seventh day Adventist, my family. Listen to this. Jesus says that those, those that experience the joy and the peace that's meant for Sabbath observance are those that are resting in Christ every day. You don't wait 
to rest. You live in rest. You just on the seventh day Sabbath get to stop working and rest. Or you do different kind of work that looks like Jesus. You should steadily be at a place of a growing rest in Jesus. It's attractive to people that are going through what you're going through. It doesn't mean the trials are automatically all removed. They may get removed. God will do some things in your life, but it doesn't mean all of them are going to be removed. Do you know why? It's a witness. When you're able to have a steady peace and joy through the difficult things that you're going through, a, a steadiness, you're not being shaken and moved by every next YouTube video that wants to say something sensational. You have a steady peace, an anchor in Jesus. And yes, you may cry every now and then. Every now and then it may kind of cause you to want to eat some ice cream. But then you come back to Jesus. He says, come to me. The invitation, if you see there in verse 28, is for all. All you who labor and are heavy laden. That means if you're religious or not. That means if you attend church or not. That means if you're sinking in the depths of sin or not. He says, come to me. Just come. Don't delay you won't find it anywhere else. I've been there. You won't. You won't. You won't. I don't care how many times you scroll. I don't care how many times you click. I don't care how many times you drink. Are you hearing me? I don't care how many times you fall back into the addiction. It's not, it's not doing it for you. Come to me, Jesus said. It's the relationship. I'll show you. My yoke is light. It really actually is. And if you have the yoke, if you're trying to do this, and it feels heavy, maybe you've told Jesus to get off the yoke. And he says, are you ready now? Do you hear how much of a gentleman Jesus is? Look at Revelation 3. We're going to talk about this later on this year. Look at Revelation 3 to Laodicea. We're going to close now. Look at at Laodicea. Jesus is actually knocking on the church he established. Can I come in and dine? All your theology, it's about me. Your methods of ministry, really, it's supposed to be patterned after me. Your scriptures, everything, everything, everything is in Christ. And he's literally saying, do, 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 do. Can I have my church back, please? Can we now do it my way? Because it's supposed to be light. Do you believe that? Come to me. Don't wait till the Sabbath. You come to the Sabbath, Seventh-day Sabbath, to throw your hands up and say, thank you, Jesus. I had rest all week. Now I don't got to work to experience this rest. I get to hang out with everybody else. That's been resting. You come to him when you hear the gospel. Don't delay. Respond. It is a dang- I put a post out this week. It is a dangerous thing to, heart- to hear the gospel and to harden your heart against it. Do you understand? This is why Jesus begins there in Matthew 11. He, he issues these woes. He's not just mad and arbitrarily, oh, I'm angry. You don't want me. No. He says the very thing that you need is actually here. And you're hardening your heart? You, you, you want rest. That's why you keep going back to that website. And he says, I'm here. 
warnings in the Bible is the expression of love. Come, he says. Don't. You hear the gospel? You come. You get up in the morning, if it's even five minutes or ten minutes of quality time with him, you come. You get in at work, you get stressed out, you have an argument with somebody, your spouse, your children, who, get, get away with me. Okay, I see where this is going with you. Would you stop? Come to me. I'll show you how this thing works. It's actually like, if you follow, if you follow my lead. Actually, I'm doing it in you, actually. Will you give me permission? And then when you get to the Seventh-day Sabbath, he says, oh, please, come to me. Now, you may be here and you're not a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. We thank you. We welcome you. Thank you for coming here today to worship with us. But if you want to experience something on a, a, a date, a, a weekly vacation, hello. I am free from social media. I don't want to hear nothing about Trump mania, news. I don't want to hear about what... I, Today, I am signing off. Today, psh, I need to spend time with my family today. That phone, psh, iPad, psh, time with Jesus. I get to eat some good food at Vienna. Come to me. That's it today, family. Come to me, Jesus says. All the other stuff will get light. Get light. I can't say come to me and not actually ask someone to come to him. I love how our young people have been ministering with us now every second time. If they, if they would like to be in place at this time, at this time. But if there is anybody who says today, I want to come to you today. I've been, yes, I've been raised a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. Wonderful, excellent privilege. Have you come to him? Have you come to him? Would you like to come to him today? You say today, someone brought me here today. I've been attending. I've never really fully come. To, I don't even know what all this looks like. Don't worry about it. Jesus says, I'll show you the unforced rhythms of grace. Come to me. Come to me. Is there anybody that wants to come to Jesus? You don't understand the Seventh-day Sabbath. You don't understand the state of the dead. And you can't calculate all the prophecies. Oh, yeah, you'll get all of that, believe me. But it's all in Christ. And Jesus says, come to me. If you want to simply raise your hand, wherever you are, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. Mm, my hands are raised. I want to come to him one day, every day, today, Monday, Sunday, all day long. Come to me. Do you know that you'll need to repent almost every day of your life? You'll need to search your heart and say, God, I don't know if there's anything keeping me from being closer to you. Can you, can you take this away? Or if it comes quickly to your mind, you say, God, just here, here it is. He says, that's good. Keep doing that. You don't just hear the gospel, repent, get baptized, and you never kind of repent. And you, know, you keep on doing it. You stay with Jesus. You keep telling yourself the gospel. Because you'll always need to come to him until he returns. Right now, everyone, your head is bowed, your eyes are closed, and you're simply saying, Jesus, today in my heart, I want to find your rest. So Lord, here we are today, Father. We, we are Sabbath keepers, we say. But really the truth is you're keeping us 
by your rest. I know someone today has heard this message and they're saying, I don't have what CJ is talking about. And I know that if my eyes were to close in the sleep of death today, that unless I choose Jesus now, I won't know that rest that you're going to give eternally in Christ. And so, Lord, today is the day of salvation for someone today. And I don't care if they come now or if they come and see me afterwards at the door, at the welcome table. Come to me, he said. Come to a relationship. You cannot fix your situation. Won't happen. Until you come to Jesus. He may give you a therapist. Oh, yeah. He may give you a diet. Oh, yeah. He may give you a job. Oh, yeah. He may give you some understanding in this. Oh, yeah. He'll do that. He works through that. But ultimately, we're holistic beings, physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional. And until we come to Christ, it will not fully be fixed. We need so desperately Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We rest in you, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Living For Him podcast. I pray that you were blessed by this message and that you experienced the good news of the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. I'd like to personally invite you to respond to this good news and take the next steps in following Jesus by clicking the prompt in the description. I've also created a resource to help you experience the joy of a close relationship with Jesus called the Life in Christ Daily Devotional Journal. If you'd like to experience Jesus daily, watch the good news of his story unfold throughout scripture, and do this as a weekly small group gathering, then get your copy today in print or ebook by clicking the link in the description. Living for Him exists to tell the story of Jesus for the equipping of healthy disciple makers who extend His reign of love. If you'd like to support the further development of this exciting ministry, then I encourage you to become a monthly supporter by also clicking the link in the description. Your support is greatly appreciated. You're also invited to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting our website at livingforhim.tv. Lastly, we kindly ask that you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you're listening to us on, and share this podcast with your friends. I look forward to meeting you here again in our next episode, where our desire is that you experience the joy of life in Christ. Once again, I'm CJ Cousins, and I'm living for him.